Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash own your style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All right, so I feel like right now I'm sitting down with, like, the definition of fun. Walked through oh my, my front gosh. door and came upstairs and sat down in my podcast room. You've been on the podcast before, and maybe people didn't check the description when they hit play. So I'll just say, you know, this person loves confetti, yes, soccer, laughing with friends, mm-hmm. boiled peanuts. <gasps> boiled peanuts, yes. Yeah, and is an author, speaker, podcaster, all the things. Did I watch you eat boiled peanuts for the first time on a video? I don't think so. I feel like on uh, on Bobby's show, you had to eat peanuts. olives. So, oh, olives. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, you may recognize the voice. It's Annie Downs, everybody. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Annie. F Downs. I am here. Yes. Thank you for having me back, Amy. This is, to me, this is the joy of doing podcasting with friends is it's like, oh my gosh, I get to sit down with Amy today. This is exactly what I want to do. So Perfect. I'm very grateful. Well, I am so glad to have you back. And I feel like we have a lot to unpack because you have a new book. I just want to say 
congratulations oh, and job you. well done because thank it's you. an amazing book, but also to put out one book is mm-hmm. one thing. And then look mm-hmm. at you. I'm yeah. super proud of you. And when thank you, you sent it out to, uh, you know, people, I felt yeah. like super pumped when I saw that I got one in the mail and you included it with sparklers. <laughs> And I literally thought, well, okay, well, isn't this fun? So <laughs> can you, would you like to know the best part of that is so many people thought I sent them incense. Oh, so, so they're do like you burning know, it in their house. And like, do you know what happens mm-hmm. when you light a sparkler oh, when well, you think I it's d- incense? I did mine in the house, but yeah, no. When you wave it around, yeah. It is a different experience. Different. Because one of my buddies was just going to light it over his stove. Mm-hmm. And just like, you yeah, know, and then it exploded. I mean, it didn't explode, but it sparklered instead of incensed. And I, I mean, so that was one of my part, favorite parts. Did part of you feel like, oh my gosh, thank goodness, like nothing crazy. Like, yes, good thing I didn't of, put like an actual firework in there. Right. There's a level of responsibility now with gifting. Well, you know, and every problem usually is a leadership problem. If you trace everything backwards, it's a leadership problem. And I didn't put in the box that they were sparklers. So it's on me that everyone who was confused is confused. It is not their fault. Yeah. It it's even a leadership came problem. with a cute little matchbox that had the book, you know, the book artwork. And said, that sounds fun. I mean, it was, it was great. Good, in fact, good. you know, I mean, we send out packages all the time for four things or a spa and mm-hmm. pimp and joy. And it came up, I was talking with Mary and I'm like, well, listen, we got to figure something out because any downs, <laughs> put sparklers <laughs> in the gifting box. And it was just the coolest thing. I think the and trick then, is you have to send it USPS. There's only one of them that will let you send. Well, we fireworks. weren't gonna like take the the sparkler idea, <laughs> but we were channeling our inner fun idea. Annie yes. when we were trying to think of something cute. Yes. And I just thought it, it was fun. It, it, and Thank then it was you. fun to also see the reaction on social media of yeah. all the different people with their sparklers and wanting to celebrate it. you. So- well. It was very generous of people. I love, I mean, the, one of the most fun parts about doing this job is then you mail the books to your friends and you go, look, remember how you, I mean, you're a perfect example. Remember how you walked me with me in some of these chapters and remember that you knew some of the stories before I wrote them down? Here's the book. Yeah. I mean, that's what we get to do. It is, it, I am very, very grateful. Well, your latest book is called That Sounds Fun. Mm-hmm. And the subtitle is The Joys of Being an Amateur, The Power of Falling in Love and Why You Need a Hobby. Yes. So guess what? We're going to break down the subtitle into our four things. Oh, good. We'll wrap with chasing fun and gratitude. Got it. First thing. That's right. So let's start with the joys of being an amateur and the definition, the full definition Mm -hmm. of what it means Mm -hmm. to be an amateur. You know, I just was talking with someone else and they said, I try to begin something new all the time. And I thought, and this was a wildly successful friend of ours. And I was like, man, that that actually is the trick. The problem we have is when we think we have to be a professional at everything. And then we go, well, I'm not going to try that new sport because I don't know how to do it. And what if someone laughs at me? Or what if I get hurt? Well, I'm not going to make that recipe for that guy that I'm dating or married to because what if it's gross? I'm not going to go to that new class at the gym because I don't want to be embarrassed. Oh, that's a big one. Right. Or I'm not going to, yes, like yoga is so intimidating. It's so intimidating. What if we change the narrative and instead said to people, you know what? You're actually allowed to be a beginner at everything you've never done before, right? (laughs) You're actually, if you are in this class, this yoga class and you've never done this, great, great. We want you here. And I do think teachers talk like that, but I think we need to allow ourselves to try things that we're new at because that's, it's actually really fun. It's really fun to be new at something. What does that do for us when 
when we allow ourselves that I would call it almost childlike. I don't know that we're yeah, breaking everything down when we're kids, but I remember my first yoga class, I was constantly just comparing myself to everybody in the room and I wasn't as flexible and I didn't know what half the moves were yes. and I felt awkward and was falling out of them. But once I was able to just breathe, mm-hmm. part of yoga, feel mm-hmm. comfortable. It's this like this weird part in life. I mean, I'm sure for everybody, the age is different of when it hits you, but I feel like I cared a lot more about what people thought in that I think so. high school 20s yeah. and 30s. And then now that, I mean, I'm turning 40, I'm like, eh. Right. I get it. Like I'm fully embracing what you're telling me right now. So, but other people might not be there. So, you know. But also, did you hear yourself when you talked about comparing, everything you said was where other people were better than you. Mm, Yeah. So it's actually a shame problem. Oh, it is. Yeah. When when we don't want to be amateurs, when we don't want to be new, when we don't want to be beginners, what actually is happening is we're feeling shame. And and what fun actually does all the time is fight shame. Have you ever like Dollywood? You and I love Dollywood. We talk about Dollywood. <laughs> Have you ever been on a roller coaster with someone that is a new friend or someone you're dating that's not family or not close friends? Because it's super vulnerable to be on a roller coaster and to really let loose with someone that you don't know what they're going to think of you afterwards. Yeah. And we actually could do that behavior all the time. We could be that vulnerable all the time. And a roller coaster is just a good example to me of how fun breeds vulnerability between friends. I think we're better in relationship when we're okay that we've never been in this friendship on this day before, you know, or I've never been in this marriage today before. We've never had two kids like this. We've never been on a trip to this particular country before, if we ever get to go to countries again. Um, We've never, we've never had this really hard conversation about racial justice before Mm. in this dating relationship, you know? So honestly, if we will let each other be beginners in relationship, of course there's wisdom and and you take things from other friendships and bring them into this one. You take things from other relationships and bring them into this one. But there's just something about like, you know what? You're allowed to be you and you're allowed to be new at this because I'm new at this too. I've never done today either. So we just release each other from a ton of pressure when we go, hey, I'm brand new at how to do relationship with you today, but you are too. And I don't know what you're bringing in today and you don't know what I'm bringing into today. But if we'll let each other be new at today, there's just a lot more grace and kindness. Oh yeah, I was thinking grace the whole time. And I was even thinking as an adoptive mom, I just was given a 10-year-old and a seven-year-old and I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I felt some shame that like, why do I not? Like I was uh, trying to compare myself to other moms and my sister who had four kids and she raised them and they're so great and perfect. Of course they are. But really, I mean- And either other adoptive families. Oh, yes. And just, we've got to stop comparing. Stop. Mm -hmm. It's hard to not feel the shame though. Mm -hmm. But what do you do to shut it down? Like, do you have a a method or a go-to to quiet that? It's a picture I have in my brain. That whole idea of being, in your lane and run in your lane. And so I literally picture a lane that I'm the only one in, almost like in a pool, but picture as clearly as you see lanes in a pool like that on a street, if they were lined up like that, or maybe a track. And the real win, the real way I fight shame, which Amy, I fight shame every day. I have so many shame voices in my head about how I do relationship, about my body, about being a strong businesswoman in a world where that can be polarizing, mm-hmm. of being a strong woman that leads at a church, 
Um, there's a lot of voices in my head telling me you're not enough or you're too much. And I go, okay, but what's my lane? What am I actually meant to do on this planet? Because if I will run fast in my lane, I can quiet those shame voices because A, I'm a little bit too busy. Like today, I was just too busy to hear the shame. Like I'm very sorry, shame. But I like my calendar did not stop today. And now I'm with my friend Amy. So you have no voice to me. But I'm 40 like you. I have, or almost, I have spent 40 years figuring out why I'm on this planet. And I've got a pretty good grip of knowing why I'm on this planet today. And so she can be a great adoptive mom and she can be a great businesswoman and she can lead well in church and she can go to yoga all the time and she can be losing weight and she can be gaining weight. None of that has anything to do with me. What it has to do with me is my lane and how I treat my spirit, how I treat my emotions and how I treat my body. And so that's, that is how I fight the shame is remembering what my lane is and what I'm supposed to be doing on this planet. That also allows me to cheer like crazy for everybody else in their lane. And it's so much more fun to spend your time cheering than to spend your time comparing. At 40 and where you are now, what is your purpose on this planet? Uh, I think I have a couple. One of them is I just want to be friends with everybody. I want people to think and be and know like, yeah, Annie's my friend. You know, Annie, Annie's my friend. <laughs> I, of course, you know, Annie, uh, you know, I love that because A, I think that means I'm being authentic if people feel like they are my friend. And then I think it also makes people feel known when I'm a normal Annie, you know, like when they feel like, oh, Annie gets me. So I feel like that's my purpose on the planet is to be friends. And when people fall in love with the people of God, I think they'll fall in love with God eventually. Mm -hmm. So I want to be a bridge. I love, I think you do this really beautifully, Amy. On your shows, on Bobby's show, with four things, with really everything you do, you go, don't stop and look at me, go look at that. I, you know, hey, you know me from this, but I want you to look at this orphanage in Haiti. Hey, you know me, but I want you to look at this country artist. Hey, you know me, but I want you to look at Annie. You you bridge people so beautifully to other things. And I love being a bridge too. If people forget me, great. If you remembered the person who, the author who was on my podcast. Yeah. Or if you remember, or if you fell in love with someone's music because you heard them, um, because I shared their song on Instagram, like Steve Mokler, you know, I think like, man, mm -hmm. if you love Steve Mokler and you go, how did I end up at this concert? You know what? I think Amy and Annie told me that I should be listening to Steve Mokler. Which you we, should be. Which you should be. <laughs> then you and I win. I yeah. mean, that to me, that yeah. is such a huge win. So that, that feels like my purpose on the planet. And a minute ago, we were talking about what you feel when something new is happening, whether mm -hmm. it's like racial discussions yeah. or being a new mom or whatever it is that you might be new at. But honesty, like you threw yeah. that in there of like, it's okay that you're new to this and it's okay to say that and mm -hmm. say it out loud. Mm -hmm. And that's when you invite other people that can speak into you yes. and give you wisdom or comfort. Because it's not just things you're going out and doing physically. It's also topics of discussion that totally. you might be naive to or ignorant and afraid on of. and afraid of. Yes, because like, they're scary. Mm -hmm. And it, just like a yoga class is yep. intimidating, certain topics yes. to discuss are intimidating. And it may not be that you have a public platform in which you're speaking. It could be a family meal around the table yep. when a polarizing topic comes up and you don't feel like you're equipped to talk about it. Yes. That could be a new thing for you yes. is being like, you know what? Something's not right here. So I'm going to speak on this and it's okay that I'm not an expert. And I'm going to share the one thing that I've read mm -hmm. and what really moved me. And then someone at the table screams back at you about, well, how do you know that's the right thing you read? And how do you know? And you go, I'm learning. I read one thing. Do you have things you'd want me to read? Yeah, because if you be do, share it open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or what have you read that you are learning from? I mean, I think the posture of a learner takes a lot of humility, but actually allows you to be the smart one in the conversation. I mean, if we're going to be tricky about it, if you take the posture of a learner because you're really learning, 
it is humble and it also actually makes you look and and you are a lot smarter than all the prideful people around the table. Because mm. you sit back and you go, yeah, y'all are, y'all have so many words. Y'all have so many words and I'm just gonna let you say them. And then someone's like, well, what about you? And you go, well, I've read one book on the topic and I've talked to a couple of people. I can share that book with you. Do you want me to share some of what I'm learning, even if it doesn't agree with you? And then let put the ball back in their court and they go, I don't want to hear what you think. And you go, fine. And again, that's the joy of being an amateur too. That's right. You're that also, you're able to sit back and be like, you know what? I didn't have to know it all in that moment. I am an amateur in this particular thing, but I'm not going to be overwhelmed and stressed. Yes. And I am not a perfect, again, staying with amateur professional, I'm not Mm -hmm. a professional at having a conversation about racial justice. But, I was just using that as an example. Yeah, but it really could be. Oh, anything. I know. But yeah. I'm saying to you, Amy, like I had the option to either start speaking up as an amateur or stay silent and staying silent wasn't the option. And so it was like, well, here we go. You're going to have to start saying what is true and just and right, even though you don't know everything, even though you haven't been in this conversation very long, and even though not everyone's going to agree with you. And and it is painful when people get unhappy with me and don't agree with what I say, but like, I've survived it. Part one, I've survived it. No one, it's been very mild compared to what a lot of our friends deal with. But my other option was staying silent in a world that is unjust. And that I won't do. I won't do. I love that it literally applies to that, which is very important, whatever that is for you. And which racial justice is is very important. So insert whatever it is for you Mm -hmm. that maybe you are currently staying silent on because of fear or an action you can go out and do, learning that new thing, hitting up that new class, talking to that new person. Some people, it could just be really relationships. I think of sometimes the fear of intimacy Mm -hmm. is new for people. And I don't even mean on a romantic level, but just getting to know a friend on an intimate level can be very scary. And after we've been in our houses for a year and only Zoomed, and now someone wants to get coffee, and when's the last time we did small talk? Mm-hmm. Right? We haven't been around strangers in a really long time. So you almost have to like repedal that bicycle and get it started again and go like, it has been so long. This phobia of like seeing people. Yeah. It makes me think the reason why I say phobia is because I was just reading about telephobia this morning. Have you uh-huh, heard of that? Uh uh-uh. Okay. So it's fear of talking on the phone <laughs> because we text now. We never and talk on the phone. If, yeah. If we maybe we FaceTime or whatever, but people have physical and emotional symptoms when they have to make a phone call. Oh my gosh. Look it up if you think you have it. Yeah. But there was a list of things that happen to people when they know they have to make a phone call. That seems like it's something new just because of maybe lack of making phone calls. Because texting is available now and it I, wasn't, yeah. Right. My dad is in a rehab hospital right now, mm-hmm. so we have to visit him through a window. And we went to talk to him. It's his, It was his for our first visit at this new place. And mm-hmm. this had a phone kind of like at a jail, yeah. you know, like oh, yeah. the, with the cord sure. and the whiny yep. thing. And my daughter kind of like went and picked it up and she's like, what? And the cord. But my sister and I were sitting there we're like, you have no idea. Like <laughs> right. we used to be tethered to- I was going to say wrapped around that cord. Yeah, that's yes. right. Or like we would be lucky if the kitchen- cord would make it into yes, the pantry yes. so we could shut the door for a private <laughs> That's exactly conversation. Right. That's so, exactly. There was I no mean, phones in your room unless you had a phone jack in the wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. That 100%. was a big deal. But I mean, I just think that sometimes even just, yeah, connecting with people can yeah. be scary. Yes. Uh, or making that phone call might be scary or having that hard conversation because of the ways we try to protect ourselves from- yes if we have been hurt in the past. And then it's like, well, if I just don't even get close to that, 
person, Mm -hmm. then, oh, well, there's no chance of me getting hurt. So that's cool. Yep. That's exactly it. We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to be uncomfortable. Me either. Like I'm with every one of us who go like, well, I don't want to get canceled. And I don't want to get in trouble with my family. And I don't want to get into a relationship that's going to break my heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make a mistake in what I say. And I don't want to try a sport and be terrible at it. I'm, I don't want to admit that my body is 40 and not 20, <laughs> right? But what kind of living is it if we stop trying new things? What is, you said you don't want to get canceled. You mean like cancel culture? Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. isn't that the worst? Yeah. I just think I've decided I'm not going to let people do that. I'm just not going to let not. them We're not cancel. standing for it anymore. No. It's so ridiculous. No. Listen, Annie, we're not letting you get canceled. Thank you. I'm not if letting you, you get canceled either. If you ever do something to where, listen, yeah. I'll be like, stop. There's like, I mean, this Annie is a whole needs conversation. Annie to take a break. Yeah, that's right. But she's not going to get canceled. That's right. That's I right. Mean, because there's a lot of little yeses that happen before the big yeses. And so my hope is that I have enough accountability around me that when the little yeses start happening in my life that would lead to a big yes that would be problematic or sinful, that someone has stopped me five yeses before I get there. That's my hope. Mm, and you're intentional about surrounding yourself with this. Oh, it's and it hurts. Like it's, it fits in the same category of being an amateur and being embarrassed and the shame of like, here's a great example. I'm sorry to tell you this. I ordered a dress in two sizes. The bigger one came first. It was too big. I put a belt on it, wore it to a wedding. The littler one came the next day. It fit. I took the big one back to the store and returned it. That is illegal. And that is stealing. And that is wrong. And I was like, don't do it, do it. I mean, it was like a big wrestle in my head. I barely got in the car before I felt sick to my stomach because I thought, what could this lead me to? This is, is this a big deal on the planet? No, people do that stuff all the time. Is it wrong? Yeah, it's absolutely wrong. What could it lead me to say yes to in the future? So as embarrassing as it was, I walked my backside back into that store and I walk in and I've just been in there and I walk in. And the girl behind the counter goes, oh my gosh, Annie of Towns, I love your stuff. And I was like, this can't be real. This can't be real. This can't be real. This can't be real. And I was like, is your manager here? And so then I went to the manager and I said, you know, and we worked it out. And But the reason I did that was not because I'm a good person. I am not. Clearly, I made a bad decision. But what I knew in my head is that could lead to another yes that gets bigger and bigger. And no one ever had to know, Amy. And if no one would have known the next big yes, the next big yes, suddenly... I'm making bad financial decisions that affect a lot of people because it goes back to a worry about money. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I just can't say those little yeses. Yeah. So. No, I mean, it's a, a domino effect. No. Or Can we still be friends even though I did slippery. something bad? I'm sorry. No, stop. Yes. You're, we're still it. friends. I'm I mean, sorry. I think that that's an awesome thing to share. It's a real life moment and something you had to do. And then... You know, I'm sure too, having that conversation wasn't easy, but then how did you feel when you got in your car after that? Uh, still embarrassed, but way better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still was embarrassed because I was like, who, what are you doing? Not even having a public thing, public face in Nashville, but just being a person. Don't be embarrassing for your friends and your family. But, but yeah, I was like, I, I don't know how long I could have not thrown up. That was definitely an amateur theft move. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. A more professional thief would have done better than me. Yeah. Oh, everyone, I'm so, so sorry. Yes. Okay. Well, joys of being an amateur. Right. We'll put a bow on that one. Great. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is 
a fashionista, or maybe even a photographer, or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With Ikea, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Second thing. 
Okay, so I want to read a quote from your book. If you don't mind if I read to you. No, read to me. Do you mind? Read my own words back back to to you. So it's powerful to let yourself fall in love with something or someone. It shows a level of vulnerability when you admit to yourself that the emotion you feel is love. For some reason, there's an understanding in Western culture, probably mostly in men, but often in women as well, that says we have to hold back our love. Don't get too excited. Don't get into something. Be balanced and be cool. And don't let anyone know how stoked you are. I'm calling a big nope on that because (laughs) that's not being wise. That's being scared, scared to stand out, scared to tell the truth, scared to really like something that other people don't really like that you know of. Mm -hmm. You want to learn to have fun? Fall in love. Fall in love over and over every day with something and maybe someone. Mm-hmm. There was even more I was going to read, but now it's, is it awkward for me to read? No, your it's too? beautiful. No, it's so I kind. just loved that so much. And, you know, you mentioned too, that you have big emotions and you always yes. have. Yes. So how does this change the way you experience falling in love every day? I think a version of me, probably in my twenties, if we want to keep comparing that generation of ourselves to this generation of ourselves is I really thought tone down Annie. Like the reason you don't have what you want, whether it's boyfriend or the job you want or the reason you feel left out, the reason you don't have the thing you want is because you're too much. So just tone down. And I would try really hard to like be less than me. And maybe five or six years ago, so that was, you know, I was 35. So it was a long time that I was like trying to fit into this mold of what I thought a Southern woman was supposed to be. And I just couldn't ever it fit all the way in like 10 pounds of potatoes in a five pound sack kind of problem. Like I got, I just always felt like I was pouring over the edges, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And about six years ago, I write about this in the book. A, a man said to me that I was in a relationship with just said, your heart is always on your sleeve and your feelings are so big. And he wasn't like being rude. He was kind of going like, Hey, you can't hide what you, when you're upset and you can't hide when you're thrilled and you can't hide when you're in love because everyone knows. And I kind of went like, huh, I've spent an extraordinary amount of time trying to hide what everybody else knew. What if I just was okay that everybody knew? And Amy, I have never felt more free in my life. I still don't have everything I want, but I am. I, I just feel like with wisdom helps because I because of my age, I'm like, I know how to be a little wiser than I was with my feelings and with my emotions. But yeah, when we let ourselves fall in love with a sports team, like just go in on the Titans, just love it. Let I them need break to go in heart. on something sports. Yeah, yeah, come in on something sports. Let's go, let's figure out National Soccer Club. There, Should I do that? Yeah, I think so. The and MLS I can just coming to town is no, gonna, yes, and just like, rules? learn who the players are. Okay. Just like look at their names and look at, look at them on Instagram. And then you see, you know, that guy just moved here and he's got a cute little girlfriend and, oh, they go to our church and, oh, he looks like such a nice guy. I'll love cheering for him. And then you DM him one time, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you are best friends. That's how it goes. But yeah, I I think when we let ourselves go all the way in on something and we don't go like, well, what if no one else likes cross-stitching? Or what if no one else likes that I make bread? Or what if no one else likes this band? Okay, you'll be fine. Love what you love. I think I've told you this before when we've talked in real life about it, but at TPAC, which is like our performing arts center here in mm-hmm. Nashville, I have season tickets to the Broadway series. And a couple of my, I go on the same night as a couple of my girlfriends and they sit way down. Like they have like fancy rich people seats, like third, fourth row. I am on the second row of the balcony by myself, which always is like a little bit embarrassing because I know that there are people like seeing me sit by myself, but I like seeing the orchestra. 
So I love what I love. I want to watch the orchestra and the show. And my friends want to see the facial expressions. So sit closer. And we meet up at the end of the show and I'm fine. I have to face some shame about not having anybody with me. I have to face some shame about what other people think that I sit by myself. But I face that shame because I love more than I let the shame win. Mm. And so, I, and I have the best time. It makes me so happy. I can't wait till TPAC is back after the pandemic ends and we can gather again like that. But you got to let yourself love like that. What's one of the best things that you've fallen in love with? Uh, man, you want me to tell you my first answer is me. I know that sounds wild, but no, I love that answer. I, I have got a lot of flaws. I steal, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> from local local stores now. I mean, I've got a lot of flaws. I got a lot still to figure out. I was just impatient with one of my coworkers before I got here and need to call and apologize when we're done. And what, I, what is impatient Annie look oh, like? Because I'm having a hard time seeing you well, be snappy. <laughs> well, yeah, I was. I, I mean, was just snappy. I was believe like, it or not, <laughs> I see you stealing before getting snappy. <laughs> Both, sadly, are true in this scenario. So I tell you all that to say, I'm not perfect at very much of anything, if anything. But man, I'm, I've gotten good at being Annie. And it makes mm-hmm. me excited for the back two thirds of my life or however much I hopefully have left because I'm better at being me than I've ever been. Now I go to counseling. I went to onsite. I am real involved in my church. I take care of my body. I mean, I am spending time getting all the parts of me healthy, Mind, which makes body, that soul. more fun. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I fall in love with me. I, I think... If you love a band, I'm going to fall in love with that band probably to some degree if we're going to a show. Or if I make friends with someone who really is, who plays for a team or who is a musician, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm all in on whatever you're doing, I'm all in. And I I think as the world continues to open up, we're going to get the opportunity to try new things and to decide for ourselves whether... Am I going to go in on this? Am I going to love this? Am I going to really new restaurants popping up everywhere here in Nashville? Mm, yeah. And so, so to me, it's, it, it's happening every day. Trying new foods could be a thing. Oh, right. Where you're like, I don't want to try that. What if I don't like, like you're, it? Like, you or amateur, like, I feel like, oh, you know, foodies. Yes. You, feel, you may feel like an amateur. Asking for salt at a fancy restaurant. You're allowed to ask for oh, salt oh. at a fancy restaurant. I ask for ketchup at oh, a yeah. steakhouse. Yes. We are allowed to do that. You are allowed to love what you love. And everybody else, we don't have to. I mean, there are some rules. You have to wear a shirt, no shoes, no shirt, no service, right? Like, right. I get that there, there are cultural rules we need to follow. But I can have salt if I want salt. That's right. You can have ketchup. On my well-done steak. Add a girl. Extra, like, well-done. <gasps> really? You just like it, like, ground beefy? I don't want to see any red, really. Okay, great. See? No. Go, you. You're allowed to have steak however you want. That's how my I. My dad taught me that too. Dad was always like, you know, for the majority of the bourbons or the whiskeys in the world, drink them how you want to drink them. Mix it the way you want to mix it. Now the very top, be smart. But other than that, he was kind of like, if you like it better with Coke, yeah. I want you to have a good experience more than I want you to follow some rule that that culture has set up that tells you to be classy, you know, in, in that example. Yeah. And, and normally and they do it. look at me like, uh, or they're like, well, we'll see if next door has some ketchup or something. Sure. But okay. Of and course. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Fine. What is something that you have loved that caused pain, but also allowed you to grow? Do I have to say all their names, all the men? Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, to me, the place that I have loved and lost and changed the most is in relationship and grown from a friend of mine had me maybe four, five years ago when a relationship ended, she said, I want you to take on your Saturday or whatever day you're resting and spending more time with your journal and with your Bible and all that stuff. Like she was like, I want you to sit down and I want you to write three things that you will do different next time that you learned from this relationship. And I want you to write three things you did really well. 
So it was never about the guy, right? She went and like, write the three things you're gonna miss the most about him and write three things that you can't wait to never deal with again. It was never about that. It was like three things you learned that you'll do different and three things you learned that you're so proud of yourself in. So that's what I think about when I think about what I've, where I've loved and hurt and grown is in relationship. What a wise friend. I know. It's helped me so much every time. I do it every time. Oh, I feel like uh, podcasters right now are pausing it and taking note of like, oh. Because then you go, you know what? I did communicate better than I ever have. And you know what? I wish that that one time that he asked me that one question, I'd answered honestly. Mm-hmm. So if, so from now, because then I would write like, here's what I write. Here's what I wish I'd have done different. And then I write, and next time I'm going to answer those questions honestly, even if it costs me something. Because I was afraid he was going to leave. Because aren't we all always afraid? Yes. If they knew, would they still love me? And I thought, if I answer this honestly, he's going to leave. And then joke's on me. He left anyway. So I could have told the truth. And the people who love you for who you are don't leave when you have a wrong answer or a painful answer or a vulnerable answer. And I was afraid he would. And so I, I learned that. And I'm better at that than I've ever been. Well, thanks for sharing that. You were speaking of uh, romantic relationships, but gosh, even with like, I've had that thought with a therapist of like, right. I can't say this because they're going to think I'm crazy mm-hmm. and they're not going to want to uh, guide me anymore. Yes. Or like ha- they're going to be like, oh yeah, I need to refer her elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens in big towns or, or small like if towns. If they really and- knew what was yes, inside my yes, head yes, right yes, now, yes. like it would I be really mm, problematic, right? I can't say that. I mean, that's just again worrying sometimes too much about yeah, what other people mm-hmm. are going to think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just uh, an encouragement, no matter who you're talking to, that's even right. if it's a professional, that's right. Like go ahead and and put it all out there because yeah. The return on it is going to be better in the long run. The return is so worth it. The feeling and the experience of being loved and known, there's nothing like it. So Annie, when you walked into my house, you saw my puzzle immediately on my kitchen counter, which I'm currently working through my dolly puzzle that my friend Gracie gave me. And she gave it to me because... She knows I'm now into puzzles, but I've only been into puzzles since December. Uh Uh-uh. Yes. It's just a pandemic thing you picked up. It's uh, my sister came to visit, brought a puzzle. Uh, We blazed through it. I thought, and even when she brought it, I said, I am not a puzzle person. Nothing about a puzzle is appealing to me. Yeah. So, but okay, well, sure. We'll put it on the kitchen counter. I mean... I think it was just right time of life, like right moment where the puzzle is everything that I needed. Yeah, what is it that you love? Well, in December, I'm trying to think even in that moment, I had a lot going on personally to where I wasn't even really working that much, to be honest, because Mm -hmm. I was having to make space for everything that was going on. I had wonderful friends filling into my podcast. I was just MIA from the Bobby Bone Show, but that was friends showing up for me, being like, you know what, we get it. Like it's, work is second. Right. I needed something where I, oh, every time I got a puzzle piece, I don't know, I felt this certain accomplishment. Yeah, of like course. When it went in. Yeah. And then also it was, it is working a certain side of the brain, but part of it is therapeutic because it's, it's so, so mindless. Yes. But yet it is good for the brain. Yes. So I don't know. It was so fulfilling and I felt so good. And I would look forward to waking up with my coffee and sitting down with my puzzle. <laughs> I know, I know. Also during this time, right outside my window to my puzzle, my mother-in-law, got me a bird feeder. Oh, wow. And I now enjoy watching the birds. Yes. While working on my puzzle. Don't have a shame face. Right. There's no 
no not, sh- don't shame I, your fun. I, okay, there's no shame, but it is just bizarre to me it's because a several months yeah. ago, these would not have been exciting things mm-hmm. for me. But Annie, when I tell you that like if someone said, hey, you want to come over and watch birds and do a puzzle? I would say that sounds fun. Yes, And I, I would have never said that. I know. So all this to say, sometimes things just come along at the right time. Right. And that that for me was that. And also it's I, funny that Gracie gave me that puzzle, but also she's been my painting buddy. And yeah. we got paint and canvases and we've started painting. We're bad about getting together because we're awful at that. But occasionally we do. I think we would want to do it more. But I say all this because you say you need a hobby. And by you, you're talking to everybody else, Mm -hmm. yourself and all the people you write to and you speak to. But I feel like it is really hard to find hobbies or to Mm -hmm. make that time or to see the importance. Yep, all three. I just said bird watching, puzzles and and painting, but those are in the last three to four months. That's beautiful. But also have you noticed that whatever was going on in your life then, this thing that came in and brought you peace even as your life has settled and you've returned to your new, your old rhythms, mm-hmm. what brought you peace in December is still a part of your life. Yeah. Uh, because it's deeper than oh, yeah. just Connected. the circumstances. Like I don't, yes. I, this puzzle, Gracie, I mean, this is like, I've blown through puzzles. Yes. Like it's. And, and puzzles are uniquely interesting because, and this is something for your and I job. We talk all day long for our mm-hmm. jobs. My friend, Matt Chandler says, if you work with your hands, rest with your mind. And if you work with your mind, rest with your hands. Mm-hmm. And so what you and I are doing when we're doing puzzles or when I'm doing cross stitching or when we're cooking is it's not our brain having to work as much as our brain has to work at our jobs. Whereas like a surgeon may not love puzzles as much and may really love listening to an audiobook and just sitting there and just not making things with their hands. Gotcha. Right? And mm-hmm. so I think that's probably playing into it for you. There, There is the sense of accomplishment. It doesn't take forever and you actually finish something. I've toned down my excitement. Ah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but when I get one, it's a childlike experience yeah. for me. I feel like some people in my family are like, okay, yeah, you got a puzzle piece. Way to go. Right. But I'm like, no, no, look, I just got this. And like this one. And I've been, I thought that this piece was missing, but then uh-huh. here it was all along. Yes, I know. Oh, and then it's this metaphor for life. Yes, girl. That always happens. That always happens. Have you seen the new Chris Stapleton puzzle, by the way? No. I'm going to send you one. It's very hard. It's it's how many pieces? I think it's 750. Is girl, that feel 500 too much? 500 is, my is your max. But I've done a thousand and you know, people can come over and help me. Right, right, right. It's not I can all help on you. me, by the yes, way. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The reason we need hobbies is we need that connection time with ourselves and with other people where we're not scrolling. I hate to say this, but scrolling is not a hobby. It's not mm. a hobby. I was getting so frustrated with myself because- I would be watching something on Netflix and scrolling on my phone. Like I'm double screening. What is this life? What would my grandmother say if she knew that I was watching one screen in front of me and one screen in front of me? So I was like, okay, I'm not double screening anymore. I've got to be doing something else with my hands. And so I started cross-stitching again. So I made ornaments for my family. I made a gift for a friend of mine of the three girls in Hamilton, the three Skylar sisters saying, work. (laughs) <laughs> and and now I'm working on, I've lived in three cities, Nashville, Atlanta, and Edinburgh, Scotland. And so I bought these three patterns of the three cities. And I'm just making that for me, just for fun. And so I, I just think there's got to be things we can make, whether it's playing outside, a craft, a food, playing an instrument. I mean, there, it's just unending. Now, the trick is for high achievers 
is you have to say to yourself, just because I learned to bake the best chocolate chip cookie does not mean I need a food truck. And just because I'm good at cross-stitching does not mean I have to open an Etsy store. And just because I learned the guitar does not mean I need to pursue full-time musician life, right? And the other side is be willing to try the new thing, but you don't have to take it pro. Keep it a hobby. And hobbies don't last forever. You may decide, like you said, three months ago, four months ago, bird watching and puzzling wasn't really in your world. Well, after the summer, if you switch to something else and painting takes a forward leap in your life and you realize, I haven't done a puzzle in eight months. Fine, great. You don't have to keep a hobby forever. Yeah, there's no pressure. I think people feel a pressure of like, my new hobby is bird watching, so I better learn everything and do it forever. Oh, I'm I'm way low-key bird watcher. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. oh, look, is that the little chickadee that was here yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that or, red oh, one, that blue one. There's a cardinal. I know I can spot a cardinal. <laughs> They're a cardinal. Red. That's about like, all I know. I know. I mean, sometimes I Google to try to see, but I try to recognize which ones I've seen before. And I think and there's if an I see app, by the one, way. Do you know this? I no? think there's an app that you can point at a bird and it'll tell you what bird it is. You might need Stop. It. I think you need it. You know, I want that app I'm going to research it and text it to you. Sometimes, um, does they have one maybe for like, if you like someone's outfit, you <gasps> can like take a picture of it. I think this is creepy. Or maybe I dreamt that this app should be real. I feel like I've read it's real. I believe you. But you can like take a picture and, it'll and tell somehow you where to get it'll the source it and be like, oh, any shirt is from da 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 and da 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 and here it is on sale. At this Do you know that's one of my favorite things crazy? about The Bachelor is the next morning after an episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, there's websites that'll tell you what everyone was wearing. Oh, And where really? you can buy it. All the, the fancy dresses, all that. Yeah, it's really fun. You watch every, is that a hobby? No, I do. I mean, we, <laughs> the we used to have a group of girls that would watch it pretty regularly. I haven't watched the last two seasons, but yeah, we used to have a crew. I mean, I like, I think that's one of the fun things about hobbies too, is getting people into what you do. But I mean, I'm clarifying it. for people, is that a hobby? Oh, sorry. Is watching well, TV no, a hobby? No, yes. don't apologize. <laughs> I just was like, wait, now I really want to know because people yeah. might be thinking, what is the definition of a hobby? Yeah. I think there's a version of watching TV that can be a hobby. I think it, here's some rules to ask yourself. Okay. Does it involve anybody else? Is anything good coming of this? And do I feel rested? So does it involve anybody else? When we were during the pandemic, there, you know, there's five or six of us that are good friends that all live alone. And so we decided to watch the same shows and talk about them on FaceTime. So watching TV may not be a hobby, but that was actually the only way we could connect when we couldn't be together. And did you learn anything? Did anything good come of this? Wow, I, if I wouldn't have watched that documentary, I would have never known this. Or if, gosh, when I watched that movie Soul, I had a friend who was like, I cried start to finish of Soul and I want a new job. And I'm like, okay, wow, you know, okay. like there are times where art moves you like that. Great. I think that's awesome. And do you feel rested? A lot of times the sad thing is, this happened to me two weekends ago, Amy. I went and did something Saturday morning and I was coming home and I was like, I just want to lay on the couch and watch TV. And I thought, will I actually feel rested if I watch TV all day? I don't know. So I had just gotten a new puzzle. So I thought, just do the outline of the puzzle and catch up on some podcasts you really love. And when you're done with the outline, if you want to watch TV, fine. But at least you didn't like watch TV all day. Seven hours later, I was listening to an audiobook and had still working on the puzzle. And that's how my Saturdays get to look because I'm not married yet, don't have kids yet. So I'm allowed to have, I, I have the life ability to do nothing on Saturdays. And about once a month, I do nothing on Saturdays. And I never turn my TV on. Yeah. Because I just got into the rhythm of the thing because I don't know that I really feel very rested when I'm done watching TV. But if you do, then I think it can be a hobby. Now, if you're watching eight hours of Netflix by yourself and not talking to anybody and you, you haven't learned anything. You could be numbing out. That's what I, th- I, right. I see that as a warning sign That's of right. like what's going on. That's like next level. Yeah. I, what are the three things that you ask yourself again? Is anybody else involved? Mm-hmm. 
did I learn anything? Did anything good come of this? And Do I, I feel rested? rested? Let me tell you two other, uh, another filter real quick to okay. kind of help you figure out, am I having fun or am I escaping? Here's the way you can figure it out. I think this is a, one of the ways to look at the flags. If you're saying, if I could only watch TV all day, I think I'd feel better. If I could only eat all those Oreos, if I could, o- if it was only summer, if I could only go to the beach, if you're doing a lot of, if I could only, you probably are trying to escape. Something about your today isn't working. And if you could only, well, if I was only married, if, I, if we only had more money in the bank, if only I could do this today instead of what I have to do, the, the if I could only is problematic. Now, the fun side of that is I can't wait to. Mm. I can't wait to go to the beach. I can't wait till it's summer. I can't wait till I get to eat Oreos with my friends. I can't wait to do this puzzle. I can't wait to watch this show. That means I am present in the life I have and looking forward to what's next. That if I on, if I could only says, get me out of here. And that to me, if I start noticing about two or three, if I could onlys, I need to talk to somebody. My therapist, my best friends, my parents, I need to talk to somebody because if I could only means I want out of something and I need to figure out what I want out of. I think there's a lot that can come from a hobby. Right? Yes. I'm in. I'm here for it. Fourth thing with Amy Brown. Okay, so when it comes to chasing fun, we had to be a little bit more year, really yep. 12 months. I mean, it's March right now. So think about it. We have been in this. It was last March mm-hmm. that the world totally changed. Yes. And we didn't know when we were getting out of it. I mean, quite honestly, probably last March, I was thinking, oh, maybe mm-hmm. by Easter we'll yeah. uh, hang out and like oh, do yeah. some stuff. And then- <laughs> I thought, I'm about okay. to look at the date because I think this is the oh. actual day I got quarantined. Oh, and you, yes, Annie. No, two days later. Two okay. days from today, a year ago, I got quarantined. You were one of the first people, you were. I you was. were the first person yes. I knew that was like doing this thing where you couldn't leave your house. And, and we were I didn't like, even understand what? what the, I was I watching your stories like it was a reality I show. Know. <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> and then the day I was supposed to get out is the day the mayor shut down the whole city. So oh, I, you can imagine double. that night, I remember girl, that was sad. I went dark. This isn't about chasing fun, but I do want to bring it up because I think it's a good point. I remember you saying to people, because I'm sure there were comments to you mm-hmm. that were like, oh my gosh, should we give anything to just be- Love to lo- be by myself. Love by for, myself. Like yeah. I can't go anywhere, do anything and this. Yep. But you're like, whoa, 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 for someone like me, your personality, your mm-hmm. and you're a seven yep. on the Enneagram. Yep. Like for you, it was torture and it yep. wasn't helpful for you to hear yeah. that. I just had to start saying that because people were like, I wish I could get away from my kids for 14 days and be alone. And I wish I was trapped by myself for 14 days. And so I just finally said, you're probably right. I bet you do wish you had that. It's not helpful to me mm-hmm. that y'all are saying this all the time. So yeah, so, yeah well, we I, all I, chased fun for I, a whole year in our houses. Yes. Yeah. And so being that, this last year was a little bit different. Like, how did you find joy in the middle of a pandemic? I heard Jennifer Garner, alias Jennifer Garner, yes day Jennifer Garner, I heard her say, joy is our birthright. And and I have really hung on to that and thought about that and thought, man, if joy is my birthright, if that's part of how God made this planet is us to be joyful on a daily basis, how do I start finding that? And so I really went very simple, Amy. I mean, I was going like, I've always wanted to learn to juggle. Can I find three things I can juggle? Okay, let's learn. Let's watch YouTube videos on how to juggle. And I think this happened for all of us. It happened for a lot of my friends and a lot of people I talked to. Being outside, the power of being outside amped up 
a lot oh, yes. when we were during the pandemic. And so I think we have to remove the idea when it comes to chasing fun, we have to remove the idea that fun is only Disney World. Fun is only expensive. Fun is only six days. Fun is only going to Paris. Fun is this big thing you saved a long time for. Because the other problem with that is if we save fun for twice a year on vacations, we have incredibly high expectations on that fun to meet our needs. Oh, yeah. Whereas like if you're like, I have fun every day. Sometimes I have fun. I have big fun every week playing with people or going outside or grilling out with friends. Like if I can have fun every day, the expectation on the release of fun on vacations lowers and you actually have a better time. Yeah. And so I think what we need to do now as we're the world is coming back to a place where we're going to be able to do more things. It in the is next an few interesting months. time. I feel right? like we're in this it weird thing like, of like, what? We're going to be able to do that? Are you sure we should? Right. When they the government says everybody could be vaccinated by the end of May, you're like, by the end of May? So like in the summer, are we going to be at concerts? Please, Lord, let us be at concerts in the summer. But yeah, I mean, chasing fun is an everyday part of your life that will enhance everything you do. Well, chasing fun leads to joy. Yeah. But what also leads to joy is gratitude. Yeah. So I think too of, you know, being thankful for all these little moments Mm -hmm. of fun. Mm-hmm. and things that you get to go do. Like our world is about to be opened up again, yeah. which yes, is going to be so fun. But I think it's even better for us now because we're so thankful for it. Yes. Last summer, well, sorry, summer 2019, mm-hmm. I don't know that we would have had this gratefulness for oh, summer fun. Do you yes, know what I mean? hundred like, percent. And now that we're on the other side of a pandemic, our gratefulness for fun that is to come tastes a little better. hundred percent. I think you're exactly right. I think we will spend the next two years being grateful for what was very normal before 2020. Mm -hmm. Every holiday, every time we see someone that we love and going to hug them in public, when we stand in line with strangers, when we go to weddings with a lot of people, when we don't have to wear a mask and can see each other's faces. I was going to say the top things that people are looking forward to. Mm -hmm. I saw like a top 10. I don't know if I'll get them all, but yeah, it was travel, go to a a concert or a sporting game, give hugs to people, not wear a mask, not have to be on Zoom. (laughs) Yes. I just, Um, masks, I I just can't wait to see people's faces on planes. I just, I didn't realize how much nonverbal is communicated by the bottom half of your face. Yeah. And and so I'm like, man, I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of gratefulness coming from me. Well, chasing fun leads to joy and I've got a Carl Barth quote here that joy is the simplest form of gratitude. Mm, And we practice gratitude a lot here on the podcast. And I often have guests share four things that they are thankful for. You've done it before when you've come on. So I would love to hear currently today. Yes. What Annie F. Downs what am I is thankful for? thankful for? I am really thankful for my team, mm-hmm. even though I was not easy to work with today. I'm thankful for them being in this with me. It's hard to do things alone. So I'm really thankful for that. I am thankful for my health. I'm thankful that I don't currently have COVID-19, that, that I don't have doctor's appointments I have to worry about right now. Uh, I've just been really thankful as I've watched some friends go through some really painful physical things and... I'm thankful that that I get to be helpful and not the one in need this time. Mm-hmm. I am really thankful for pizza. I love pizza. What's your favorite topping? Pizza. I want cheese pizza That's all the it. time. Yeah, I just love it. I mean, my favorite pizza in the world is City House's belly ham pizza with an egg in the middle. Oh, so good. It's so good. So the egg just, in the middle is just genius. I'm just a huge pizza person. <laughs> 
just like so I got to go to City House two last weekend. Now I know you love ranch. Do you dip pizza? Do I know Daniel Walker yes, has Daniel like Walker's the best ranch. ranch. Oh my gosh. Because it's, it's not dairy. Ranch, right. Um but I'm not a I'm not di- a dipper, no. You don't dip pizza in ranch? No, I never oh. got into that. I don't know why I'm really missing out. I should make some of Danielle's this weekend and mm-hmm. and give it a run. And the fourth thing I'm thankful for, I am really thankful to live in a time where women tell the truth as best they can and more often than they used to. I think we're watching right now over the last couple of years and uh, women um, have costly experiences by telling the truth and they lose something. But man, we live in a world where women have a voice. Mm. A lot of women do. There are still women who don't. But I'm thankful that you and I get to do this. There was a time when women didn't have jobs that looked like this and, and weren't listened to. And I just think, man, I would have really had a hard time fitting in about 100 years ago. I would have been a way different Annie if I would have been told that I couldn't lead and that I couldn't be loud and that I couldn't speak my mind. And so I'm really thankful for that today. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. I think it's it's a good reminder too of how far we've come. Right. And yeah, we still need to go further. Yes. But as we continue on that trajectory, we're making it different for the next generation. That's right. That's right. And so that's the best thing we can do. That's exactly right. try to right. leave it better. Leave it better and we found it. Yep. Man, I hope I leave the planet better and I found it. You already have. Oh, you're, well. you're still here, but like, oh, yes. tr- trust me, you will have. You're very kind. Thank and I you, hope you're Amy. here for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, long we got time. a lot of puzzles left to do, you yeah. and I. So yes. we're starting a puzzle club if anybody wants to join. <laughs> oh, Amy, yeah. I think the world of you. Thank you uh, so much. Thank you for coming on. Y'all check out Annie F. Downs's new book. That sounds fun. Did you do audio? Yeah, it's me reading the audio. Okay. And it's so, got three bonus podcast episodes on the end of the book. Ooh. And it's scored beautifully and I cry twice and it's great. So okay. I'm very proud of the audio. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Audible. So yeah. just, yeah, go download that. And then also, yes, check out Annie's podcast as well because it's got the same name. That's right. That sounds fun. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. 
Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.